0: Chapter 7 of the Explanation of the Apocalypse by the Venerable Bede translated by Edward Marshall This Librivox recording is in the public domain Verse 1 Four angels that is four principal kingdoms namely of the Assyrians and Persians and Greeks and Romans and as in the former seals after the manifold conflicts of the church he saw the joys of triumphant souls So now also he is to prove by examples the victory over the preceding kingdoms of the world, who have now submitted to the Church of Christ, which is to follow the reign of Antichrist. For greater matters must of necessity be confirmed by greater proofs. Winds. These in a manner stifled all things by their might, and suffered no one to breathe of his own free will. In the earth is signified the variety of provinces, in the sea of islands, in the trees the different quality and condition of men. Otherwise, by the four angels are to be understood four winds according to the prophecy of Daniel, who says, Behold, the four winds of heaven strove upon the great sea, and four beasts came up from the sea. Verse 2 East The Lord incarnate, who is the angel of the great council, that is, the messenger of his Father's will, has visited us the dayspring from on high, bearing the ensign of the cross, with which to seal his own in their foreheads. Voice, the loud voice of the Lord, is the cry which is lifted up on high, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 3. Hurt not. From the time that the Lord suffered... Not only was the dominion of the enemy who opposed him destroyed, but that of worldly power too, as we both see with our eyes and read of in the image which the stone from the mountain broke in pieces. For For to this end was the empire of the nations broken up, that the face of the saints might be freely marked with the seal of faith which these had resisted for again the figure of the cross itself represents the kingdom of the lord extending everywhere as the old saying proves behold the world square in parts distinct to show the realm of faith possessing all and not in vain was the sacred name of the lord of four letters written on the forehead of the high priest inasmuch as this is the sign of the forehead of the faithful of which it is also sung in the psalm for the wine-fats, O Lord, our Lord, how wonderful is thy name in all the earth, and the rest, until he says, that thou mayest destroy the enemy and the defender. Verse 4. Number. By this definite number is signified the innumerable multitude of the whole church, which is descended from the patriarchs, either by the lineage of nature or the imitation of faith. For he says, If ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed. And it tends to additional completeness that the twelve also should be multiplied by twelve, and brought to a sum of thousands, which is the cube of the number ten, by which is represented the enduring life of the church. And for this reason too, it is often denoted by the number twelve, because throughout the four-square world it subsists by faith in the Holy Trinity, for three times four are ten and two. Finally, also, when the apostles were to preach the same faith to the whole world, twelve were chosen, as signifying by their number the mystery of their work. Verse 5. Judah. With good reason he begins with Judah, from which tribe our Lord sprang, and has omitted Dan, from whom, as it is said, Antichrist is to be born, for it is written, Let Dan become an adder in the way, a horned serpent in the path, biting the horse-hooves, that his rider may fall. For he has not proposed to set forth the order of earthly generation, but according to the interpretation of the names, the powers of the church, which from present confession and praise is hastening to the right hand of eternal life. For this is the meaning of the name of Judah, who is placed first, and of Benjamin, who comes last. So then Judah is placed first, who is interpreted confession or praise, for before the first step of confession no one reaches the height of good works, and unless we renounce evil deeds by confession, we are not fashioned in such as are good. The second is Reuben, who is interpreted seeing the sun. That works are denoted in sons, the psalmist testifies, when among the benedictions of the man who is blessed, he says with the rest, Thy sons like olive plants, and below, that thou mayest see thy son's sons. For it is not that he who fears the Lord cannot be blessed, unless he has begotten sons, and raised up grandsons, since a better reward awaits the faithful virgins, but in sons he designates works, and in sonsons the fruits of works, namely an eternal reward. Accordingly, after Judah there follows Reuben, that is, after the commencement of divine confession and praise, the perfection of action. But because we must through many tribulations enter into the kingdom of God, after Reuben follows Gad, who is interpreted temptation or girt. For after the beginning of a good work, it is needful that man should be proved by greater temptations, and be girt about for greater conflicts, that the strength of his faith may be approved. And so Solomon says, My son, when thou comest to the service of God, stand in righteousness and fear, and prepare thy soul for temptation, and the psalmist also Thou hast girded me with strength unto the battle. And because we esteem them blessed, who have maintained sufferance, for this reason, after Gad is placed Asher, that is, the blessed, an order which is not unsuitable. For blessed is he who endures temptation, for when he has been proved, he will receive the crown of life. But inasmuch as they who rely upon the sure promise of this blessedness are not straitened, but rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, sing with the author of the psalm, In tribulation thou hast enlarged me, and also, I ran in the way of thy commandments, while thou didst enlarge my heart, and say, exultingly, with the mother of the blessed Samuel, My heart is enlarged above mine enemies, because I rejoiced in thy salvation. Therefore Naphtali succeeds, that is, enlargement. Moreover, he is followed by Manasseh, who is interpreted forgetting or necessity, And by the mystery of this name we are admonished that, being taught by the anguish of the present temptations, and forgetting the things which are behind, we should so reach forward, as the Apostle says, to the things which are before, as not to make provision for the flesh in lust, but as compelled by the necessity of human nature alone. And concerning this the psalmist prayed, when sighing for better things, deliver me out of my necessities. Next to him is placed Simeon, that is, he heard of sorrow, or the name of his habitation. In order that, by the character of this name also, he might more plainly inculcate both what is to be possessed here, and what is to be profitably expected. For the joy of the heavenly habitation will be given to those whose mind is here made sorrowful by a fruitful repentance, to whom it is also said, your sorrow shall be turned into joy. In the next place follows Levi, that is, added In whom we either understand those who by temporal obtain eternal things, as Solomon says, the ransom of a man's life are his riches, or those who by following the counsel of God receive in this world a hundredfold with tribulations, but in the world to come eternal life. And to these also belongs this that is written, he who adds knowledge adds grief. For to this end also the bitterness of tribulation was added to the blessed Job, that having been proved he might receive a greater recompense of reward. And so not without reason there succeeds him in direct order Issachar, who is interpreted reward, because as the Apostle teaches, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the future glory which shall be revealed in us, inasmuch as we fight with better success when there is hope of a sure reward. But God operates and perfects this in the habitation of strength, which Zebulun means, when strength is made perfect in weakness. So that the body which is considered weak by its enemies, and through the material substance of which they also strive to bring destruction to the soul, is found to be invincible through God who strengthens it, and there succeeds a happy increase in this. This is also denoted by the word Joseph, for it signifies gifts and graces to be added, whether thou understand the increase of spiritual gain from the double return of the talents, or whether thou take it in respect of the offerings which are made to God the Redeemer by the devotion of the faithful. Now, in order that thou mayest perceive that all these, who both by the succession and interpretation of the names are shown not to be placed without significance, will be at the right hand of Christ, the Eternal King, in the judgment to come, Benjamin, that is, the son of the right hand, is set last, as I said before, as the end of the line. For after the last enemy death has been destroyed, the bliss of the eternal inheritance will be given to the elect. And this, whether each one of the faithful is rightly called the son of the right hand, or the whole assembly of the church, of which it is sung, Upon thy right hand stood the queen in a vesture of gold clothed in variety. So then from each tribe are sealed ten thousand, For in whatsoever virtues each one of the faithful has made progress, he must needs be ever strengthened by the faith and instructed by the examples of the fathers of old. And it is most certain that frequently the body of doctors, frequently that of the whole church, is designated by the number twelve, because of the sum of the apostles or patriarchs. For whether each one is counted worthy of praise from confession as in Judah or is illustrious from the progeny of works in Reuben or is strong from the discipline of temptations in Gad, or is happy from victory in conflicts in asher or is enlarged by abundant works of mercy in naphtali or is forgetful of the things which are behind in manasseh or is still sorrowful as in the valley of tears but always rejoicing in the name of his habitation while sighing for the heavenly jerusalem in simeon or is rejoicing together in the promises of the life that now is and of that which is to come resting upon temporal good things added to the eternal good in levi or is strengthened by the contemplation of the future reward in issachar or is laying down his life for christ in zebulun or is labouring earnestly for an increase of spiritual substance and offering something more beyond the commands of god either in virginity or from the abundance of his means in joseph or is expecting the right hand of eternal bliss with unwearied prayer in benjamin It is fitting that each should be sealed in his own profession by the rule of the preceding fathers, as by the number twelve, and that from the merits of individuals should be the most perfect beauty of the church, as the sum of a hundred and forty-four thousand be made up. Verse 9. Multitude. On the conclusion of the recapitulation which has been interposed for the sake of example, he returns to the previous order and announces the glory of those who are to overcome the wickedness of the last persecution. And that which follows, from all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues, may also be thus understood that, after enumerating the tribes of Israel, to whom the gospel was first preached, he desires to make mention of the salvation of the Gentiles as well. Robes. By robes he signifies baptism, by palms the triumph of the cross. He intimates that, in Christ, they have overcome the world but robes may also double the glory which is given by the holy spirit First ten cried they proclaim with a loud voice that is with great devotion and unceasing praise that on the throne namely in the church there reign the father and the son the holy spirit nevertheless reigning together with them for it is said to him who sitteth upon the throne and to the lamb in the same manner as it is said in the gospel and may know thee, the true and only God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent, in which place may know the only and true God is understood. Verse 11. Angels. In all the angels he has represented the persons of the great multitude worshipping the Lord. All they, he says, who are round about him will offer gifts. Fell. In this passage he relates that neither the multitude, nor the living creatures, nor the elders worshipped, but the angels alone. For these are the multitude, these are the living creatures, and the elders. But it may also be understood of the angelic spirits themselves, of whom, as rejoicing together at the salvation of the Gentiles, it is said, Rejoice ye Gentiles with his people, and let all the angels of God worship him. Verse 12. Blessing. The church offers the sevenfold praise of excellence unto the Lord, and in each of its members confesses to have received this from Him. Verse 13. Who? He asks for this end that he may teach. Verse 14. Tribulation. Through many tribulations we must enter into the kingdom of God. But who knows not that the tribulation of Antichrist will be greater than all the rest? Washed. He speaks not of martyrs alone. They are washed in their own blood, but the blood of Jesus, the Son of God, cleanses the whole church from all sin. Therefore are they before the throne of God, for they are accounted worthy to stand there together in the service of God, who in the midst of adverse things are faithful confessors of his name. Verse 15. Day and night. He speaks after our manner and signifies eternity. Throne. The saints are the throne of God, above whom and among whom the Lord for ever dwells. Verse 16. Hunger. This it is which the Lord himself promised, saying, I am the bread of life. He who cometh to me shall never hunger, and he who believeth in me shall never thirst. Yea, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The sun. We passed, he says, through fire and water, and thou broughtest us out into a place of refreshment. Verse 17. The Lamb. He says that the Lamb is in the midst of the throne, in that he had said above that the Lamb received the book from him who sitteth upon the throne, and teaches that the church is one throne for the Father and the Son, in which one God, the undivided Trinity, dwells through faith. Fountains. That is to say, to the company of the saints who are the fountains of heavenly doctrine. The vision of God itself may also be signified, in whom are hidden the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, according to this that David says, As the heart longeth for the fountains of waters, so longeth my soul after thee, O God. Tears. When the fullness of immortal bliss is gained, all sorrow will be at once consigned to forgetfulness. For blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The vision of the white-robed multitude may also be understood of the present time, when we are saved in hope, and hoping for that which we see not, in patience wait for it. End of chapter 7